Welcome to the Behind the Bliss podcast, where Rachel Autry brings weekly conversations to encourage, inspire, storytell, and share. Each episode is designed for you to feel met in your mess and balanced in your bliss. Here's today's conversation. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bliss. In today's episode, my friends Mac and Kins of Delight Ministries are sharing so much goodness for the college listeners. If you're in college, you need a little bit of love, and you want to feel met where you are, this episode is for you. We talk all things choosing Jesus when there seems to be so many other options in college, finding community and cultivating it well, but also stewarding your time on campus. Throughout my college times, I learned that I was not alone in the way that I was feeling about college being weird, my identity feeling shaken, and it being tricky the first semester to find some friends that could love and invest in me well and push me closer to Jesus. But my friends Mac and Ken share all their secrets, their tips, and their how-tos for cultivating that community that you need, but chasing Jesus while you're at it. So without further ado, here are my friends Mac and Ken's. Well, hey, ladies, welcome to the show. Hello, we are so excited to be here. Hello, yes, we are pumped. I'm like, I wonder how I'm going to describe, like, there's two McKinsey's on the show right now. (laughs) Does one of you go by Mac and the other one by McKinsey, or like, how do you keep it straight? So we actually go by Mac and Ken, so... Mac and Ken. Yes, it's one way to differentiate between the two of us. We both respond to Mackenzie, but Mac is definitely all me and Ken's is all Ken's. Yes, but wow. to, even, to make it even trickier, I feel like we kind of like sound the same over like uh, of oh. the phone. So yeah, it's okay. You do. You totally it do. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Just, talk okay. To, just say Mackenzie and you know, one of us will respond. Yeah. <laughs> that is so fun. Okay. For anyone who doesn't know who Mac and Kins are, can you give a little bit of a brief description and what you guys are up to? All the fun things. Yes. Okay. So we are best friends and <laughs> we are actually, we founded an organization together called Delight Ministries. And Delight is actually a nationwide college women's ministry. So we actually have chapters on about 100 and 46 college campuses all over the country. And our whole like bread and butter is providing Christ-centered community for college women and really spiritually resourcing them and just giving them kind of a Jesus option in college, an option for them to really invest in their faith and to have women to kind of walk alongside of them through their time in college with. So we kind of are at the helm of all that get to lead that and just kind of dream for it. And we love it. We feel like we have the best jobs ever. <laughs> Seems like it. It's like, it's like tons of fun. And from what I've been able to tell, you guys have just done it really well together. So today I'm just super pumped to love on the college listeners that we've got to tell them there is hope for doing college well and Jesus can be a part of it. I promise. So I'm just super stoked for this conversation. Yes, us too. Seriously, like we are such big believers in that, like that, like, man, your time in college can be all about Jesus and not only can be all about Jesus, but it can be so incredibly fun, really fun. So we're pumped. We're excited. How did this even start? You guys are best friends. Was it just that one day you thought, hmm, this needs to be something that we go after? It doesn't seem like there's a lot of community or opportunity for community within college culture. Like, what did that look like? Yeah. So when we got to college, um, I think we were both super passionate about our faith coming into it. But then when we got there, I don't know if um, I'm sure a lot of listeners can relate, but when we got there, you know, we were 
roommates with people who didn't know the Lord um, were partying on the weekends and doing like everything but Jesus things. And, you know, when you're surrounded by those people every day, morning and night, you start to just like put your faith on the back burner and it becomes like yeah. less of what you think about. Um, and you, you don't even see that sometimes. It just kind of like slips away. Like the people you surround yourself with really do have a huge impact in your every day. And so yeah, for both of us, we just got to college and like started <laughs> trying to make friends because <laughs> there is this like pressure when you get to school to just like have friends and like have a buddy. And yeah. those were like our roommates and people who weren't following Jesus. And it was just super hard for us to find like Christ-centered community um, and especially a place where we like loved, like a place where we like could really relate with the people there who we could like inspire each other, encourage each other, empower each other. It was just was super hard to find on campus. And yeah, we ended up grabbing dinner together um, at the very end of our freshman year. And, you know, those dinner conversations with friends or coffee dates with friends where you leave just so inspired to pursue your faith deeper. You're like, oh my gosh, like, yes, whatever she said, like, <laughs> it was just like so yeah. good. And I want to try that or do that or like, you know, wow, that was so cool because I was like actually able to be like honest or I don't know, so many different situations. And that was kind of like our dinner that time we were like, oh my gosh, I like love that. Like, Praise God. That is yeah. hard to find. <laughs> it is. It really is. Like literally the whole like 10 months of college, we, mm-hmm. like we didn't have like a single dinner date like that. And so, yeah, it was just super sweet. And when over that summer, like we kind of stayed in touch. <laughs> it's kind of funny. We talk about this a lot of being like a person who's like a pursuer. Of course, you hear this in like a dating situation all the time, but I think it kind of applies <laughs> with like friends too. It's like mm-hmm. if yeah, there's somebody course, yeah. who you like really vibed with, somebody that like you know is supposed to be in your life or who God put in your path for a specific purpose, like to like pursue them and the thing I think we, why we don't is because we're embarrassed to put ourselves out there, afraid they won't like us, um, don't want to hang mm-hmm. out with us. Um, it might feel like vulnerable or embarrassing or whatever, like, oh my gosh, I'm like desperate for friends or something. But over that summer, like, we really just did that. We like put ourselves behind because we knew we just like needed this like Christ-centered friendship so badly that we were like, whatever it takes, we're just gonna like pursue each other <laughs> and like be friends when we get back to school. And that's kind of like over the summer, like awkwardly texting, staying in touch, and then basically <laughs> like got back to school and decided to start this women's Bible study so that more people on our campus could experience that too. And yeah, that's kind of the beginning of Delight. It all started with just like a little girls' Bible study. <laughs> and I think too, it has grown into what it is today and has spread to different campuses because it's a message that I think we all crave, especially when you're in that vulnerable place, like you were saying in college, when you get to a new place, new structure, new people, I mean, new routine, everything changes at once. Kind of like marriage. (laughs) You're like everything as you've known, it has completely shifted. You're like, I have a new opportunity to decide who I'm going to be, what I'm going to do, who I'm going to surround myself with. And a lot of times that can be really tempting because you're like, oh, I could do all the things I've ever wanted to do without what you feel like could be consequences, even though there are some. Or you could take it as a, oh, this is a really neat opportunity to dig deep and to plant my feet and to be who I want to be in Christ so that mm-hmm. maybe yeah. I can go and find those friends that can be lifelong or keep me accountable and, and all the things. So 
I think y'all are doing that so well and can totally see why this is an attractive ministry for girls. With loving on girls and with this being like your bread and your butter, what do you almost see as something that is a pattern or something you think a lot of girls are struggling with or trying to work through that probably think they're alone in? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Like I think this is one of the biggest kind of parts of our our job is just sitting down with different college girls and just hearing their stories. And um, I know when I was in college, like I really thought anything I was going through, like it's almost like the enemy tried to keep me in isolation. And I would almost like believe like, oh, I must be the only one going through this. Like I must be the only one struggling with this. But delight just kind of became this space where I could talk about things and suddenly find that like seriously every single girl in the room was like oh my goodness me too like and I thought Mm -hmm. I was the only one and so I think that is like such a part of what we do is just talking to women and hearing their stories and and hearing like the hard things they're walking through and um I think for us we would kind of boil it down to I think the biggest thing that college women struggle with is truly identity and trying just to figure out who they are. You know, you get to college and you were like one person for 18 years of your life and like you knew who you were based off like your family and your hometown and um, you yeah. know, what sport you played in high school or whatever it was. And then you get to college and suddenly like all of those names that you've always carried, like nobody knows you as that person anymore. And so it's kind of this opportunity to like to create a new identity. But I think a lot of times because we don't have a like rooted and solid place for who we are, we grab on to like the first thing that comes our way. And so I think that's why so many women, like you get to college and it's like, I don't have any friends. And then this random girl invites me to go to this thing. And then I go to this thing. And then suddenly I'm hanging out with these people that like are not people that are like pointing me towards Jesus or, you know, I'm diving into my like schoolwork and I'm stressing out about it and I'm obsessing over it and like so fearful of getting bad grades and like suddenly that becomes your identity or like you know you you pick a major and you're like oh my gosh I, I'm majoring in xyz and suddenly that becomes your identity and I think that like so many women struggle with that because no matter what like if you place your identity in anything outside of the Lord, like it's going to fail you and you're going to come to a place of crisis with it. You're going to come to a place where suddenly um, it's not enough. And I think that the biggest thing we see for college women is just this like kind of battle and this struggle to, to not place who they are and the things that they do or the relationships that they're in or the people that they surround themselves with, but truly to, to place their identity like fully in the Lord. And I think we see when college women do that, that's the shift and that's the breakthrough. And, and that's kind of our heartbeat for Delight is at a place that Delight would be a place for, for women just to know so strongly who they are and whose they are. And that truly does change everything. And to be known and to want to be known, I feel like yeah. is a huge part of that. It's like, who's going to know me in a place that I feel so unknown? Or like, who's going to give me, I guess, not attention. I hate that word, but who's going to almost like be intentional with who I am in my relationship. And that can be an unhealthy relationship that turns super intentional or it can be healthy. So I think finding a place and a rhythm and people that are going to love you and know your true you so that they can uplift you and love you and lead you closer to the Lord, I think is so incredibly important. So I completely agree. I completely agree. What is something that you feel like I mean, being a part of this ministry, I'm sure, has been the most encouraging. Mm-hmm. And I kind of am so 
intrigued. Like, what has been your favorite part? What has been some really cool testimonies of either these gatherings that we talked briefly before the show? You're in Kansas now for a gathering. But (laughs) for for something like this, what are some really cool testimonies or stories that have come out of women kind of finding their tribe and finding their community and people that they vibe with that also love Jesus? Mm. Yeah, that's such a good question. We love that. I love hearing all like the cool stories of what God is doing because yeah. he's doing so much. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. There's been some big moments and like some – one thing that I always think of is we do an annual like conference where everybody gets to come gather together. It's really the only thing um, we get to do like all together as a big community. It's just for our leaders, actually. We wish we could do one with everybody, maybe one day. But um, mm-hmm. we come together and, you know. I'll be there. Yes. <laughs> come on. Row. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's so cool, honestly, in a selfish way for Mac and I, just because we're so behind the scenes typically, like, you know, regularly, we were just kind of like behind our computer doing all the stuff. And so. Yeah. For us, this moment just really, really mm-hmm. crazy and really surreal because this room just fills with women that are so hungry for more of Jesus. And it's just, you know, that. who you become in college, like you're kind of like mentioning earlier, who you become in college is really like kind of who you become like in for your future for the at least the next few years of your life and so it's a big deal so for women to come and um just be so hungry for Jesus just that hunger is like so cool like they're not complacent they're not numb they're not over it they're not like you know they're like ready for more of God and um you can just feel it in the room and what's also cool is you know they come from a variety of like religious backgrounds and yeah by the end of these two days though like every like we're just worshiping Jesus you know it's just Mm -hmm. all about him all on the same page like hands in the air like on the on our knees just worshiping God in such freedom um and so yeah there's a couple things like that night just recently it happened like a month ago um that's pretty cool do you want to share one of the stories yeah sure Um, Yeah, so at this leadership conference on the last night, we always do like, we strip away all the decorations, like it's just like you and Jesus truly. It's a night of worship, it's a night of prayer, um, and really just kind of like the culmination of everything that we've walked through together for two days. And so this past um, conference, we, um, you know, had worshiped, there had been a message, and then Kent every year will get up and lead kind of like a guided prayer time. And this year, it was so cool. She got up to pray, and I think she maybe said three words, and every single girl in that room hit their knees. Like, just picture 350 women hitting their knees, like, in one fell swoop. It was, like, the most beautiful picture of heaven. I don't know. It was just crazy to watch. And then it was so cool because Ken just talked about, like, you know, like, what is that last thing really, like, standing in the way between you and Jesus? Like, if you have given Jesus, like, 99% of your heart, but, like, what's that final 1% yeah. that you still need to, like, lay down and surrender? And um, I was kind of out in the crowd, and I, I just was, like, praying over some girls. And I, and I saw this girl, and she was on her knees. Like, you could just tell she was sobbing. And, like, she was so close to the ground. She was, I had, like, her face to the floor, basically. And so, like, I get down there with her, and I, like, hug her and I like put my face down on the floor with her and I'm like I'm like okay hey like 
what are we here for? Like, what brought you to your knees tonight? And she looks at me and just like through sobs, she's like, I just went outside and I broke up with my abusive boyfriend. She was like, I've been, you know, just trying to break up with him for like years and years and years, but like, I just never could get up the strength or the courage or like the belief that I was good enough not to be in that relationship. And she was like, literally though, I just felt the Lord like walk my feet outside, dial the number on the phone. And like, I called him and I did it. And I just like hugged her and cried with her. And I was like, okay. I was like, how do you feel right now? She was like, I feel so free. And I think that was just like a picture. It's just like a picture of like, I think so many women, like we're walking around with these like heavy things in our heart. And I mean, for every, for not everybody, it's an abusive boyfriend or like a thing like that. But sometimes it's just these heavy things that like prevent us from really experiencing Jesus. And um, it was just such a cool picture of like what Mm -hmm. it looks like to surrender that, lay that down and then to watch how like God will move. So it was powerful. So tell the story of uh, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. We love this, this story just because it's so powerful. I'm here for it. I'm like, give me some popcorn. I'm like leaning back. (laughs) Let me tell you. We got got stories. Sometimes if people ask on the, uh, on the spot, we're always like, what are they? And then suddenly you get us going and like, we won't stop. Yeah. We won't tell too many. We honestly should. I'm not stopping you. (laughs) Yeah. I shouldn't write them down. Yeah. It's just so cool what God is in. We got to like, take note actually of what he's doing because it's huge. It helps you in moments when you are struggling or lacking faith. You're like, yeah, oh, wait. Yeah, Two months yeah. ago, he just literally <laughs> parted the sea and healed somebody. It's a weapon. It yeah. I feel like with any kind of ministry, even with Behind the Bliss, there's so many times when I feel defeated or lonely or stuck behind a microphone and it's harder for me to see the bigger picture. But it's like I have a email. Y'all should do this maybe. I have a folder in my email inbox that is good words. And it's either people that are emailing like thank you or a story or testimony of their own. Or if I have one for myself, I almost email it to myself and then dial it into that good words category. And those are the times, I mean, testimonies are a crutch, like Mm. in a good way of like, it'll get you from point A to point B when you can't walk on your own. And it's just like, calling back to life what is life and yeah giving it back over to the lord like, i know you can do it you did it once i'll do it again yeah so, so come on with those stories oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> Let's go. so there's this one at, at purdue university this sweet uh now you know friend of ours like she went to per- delight at purdue university and um she uh we met her at actually we do this like book tour um in the spring and on this book tour after she came up to us and she was just like thank you so much for um starting delight and just kind of launches into her story of how she came to college and had like a really unhealthy relationship with her mom and that had you know she had spoken just really negative words over her and it really got a grip of her spirit and um, got to college and a series of events happened. You know, college is hard. You get there and you're lonely and it's rough and you're comparing and all the things we already mentioned. But she started to like plot her suicide, like actually like writing it down, had dates, had a plan. And um, she saw a or she got a text from a friend inviting her from to delight. That was actually the same day that she was thinking of taking her life was like the first day of delight and she uh, she decided to show up 
I was brave enough to show up because I think in those moments of like deep, like depression and mm-hmm. sadness, honestly, like it's really hard to show up, um, to show up for people, to show up to friends, to like, you know, to move forward. But, but she did, she was brave enough to do that and showed up and, um, just that night just changed everything for her. She just like was reminded, like God just spoke so much hope back into her life through the leaders there, um, through moments of prayer and worship and, just like entering back into his presence. And she literally, we talked to her about like a year and a half after and she hadn't missed a single delight meeting. She had gone literally every single week since and now is like so full of joy. Mm -hmm. We actually got to see her in Nashville recently. And it's like her life is like totally transformed because of delight, but mostly because of the Lord and because of like community, you know, being surrounded by community. So. Mm. Yeah, and that, like, when um, she came up and talked to us that night, I remember just thinking, like, you know, when you when you step out in faith or when you start something, you start a Bible, say whatever it is, like, you don't picture those moments. You don't picture, like, that eight years down the road, someone's going to come up to you and say, like, hey, like, yes. that little step of obedience eight years ago, like, led to this moment that quite literally, like, saved my life. And I think that that just spoke so much more encouragement and so much more like urgency in our day to day for us of like, oh my goodness, like what we're doing, it doesn't just like give girls community. Like it literally changes life. It matters so much. And Mm -hmm. like, we have to fight for that. And like, we Mm -hmm. have to fight for places where God's spirit and like God's presence can just come alive in places in our communities, on our college campuses and things like that. And that like, it's not a waste of time and it just so matters. And so it's super cool. We're just like, we were just blown away by stories like that. It just, it really brings everything into perspective. Yeah. It totally does. Oh my gosh. I'm almost overwhelmed in like a really neat way that there is someone particularly that's listening and is thinking like, oh wow, that would be really cool. But, mm. or like, I love these stories, but what I do and who I hang out with and and what we choose to do with our time seems way more fun Mm, or um I feel stuck in a rut and these are the friends I've made and I'm one semester in and I can't imagine having to start over finding a new friend group or like coming up with excuses like that sounds so fun and that's the life that I want the 100% Jesus life but fill in the blank Mm -hmm. what would you say to that person who just feels stuck yeah yeah I think that like gosh I think that the very like first and best thing that you can do is really just like look for spaces to encounter Jesus. Like the whole thing of like following the Lord, like it does not happen without an encounter with him. Like it doesn't happen. Like you can do it by yourself. Like you can, you can like get your journal out in the morning and get a cup of coffee and read your Bible and miss him still. Like you can, you know, go to a ministry and miss him still. I think like what you have to seek out is truly an encounter with him. And I think like figuring out the ways that you do that, like if it's, I think for both Ken's and I, it's honestly through worship a lot of times. And so like getting, like for us, it's like getting our place, ourselves in a place of worship, a place where like, we know we're going to hear his voice. And gosh, when I hear his voice and I taste his goodness, like it's all I want. And sometimes like even me, like I get forgetful of that and I like forget what it's like to actually encounter him. And so like I kind of drift off and I kind of do things half-heartedly and I, you know, I'll do, I'll like love him with about 90% of me, but I'll keep that 10% back for like 
my own selfish reasons. Um, but gosh, once I encounter him and I'm like, get that wholehearted perspective again, those things that seemed like sacrifices before, like suddenly feel like an honor and a joy and like a privilege to get to do and get to be a part of. And so I know that maybe for some people that might sound crazy, like what encounter Jesus? Like, what does that even mean? But I think like when you encounter him, when you, when you sense his presence, like when you hear his voice, like it really does change everything. And all of that starts to make sense. And I think like you can encounter him at a worship night, but you can also encounter him on your, in your room, like on your knees, like turn on worship music, like turn off your phone and just say like, Lord, show up. Like, I want to feel you and experience you. And like, I think that that is just like the best thing that we can do mm. to kind of like step in if you feel numb or if you feel over it, or if you're like really discouraged in your walk. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. I think like, um, you know, intimacy like with the Lord or like a relationship with Jesus is like honestly like really hard to sell it's like not something where you're like you know you can have this like it's (laughs) you can just launch into cliches and stuff like that and so like right honestly like for somebody who's sitting there yeah I so agree like try to place yourself in a like atmosphere where you can encounter God and that can be as simple as your bedroom and turning on worship music but also just like I would say like you know, there's nothing we're really going to be able to convince you to do, honestly, other than like, just like, try it a little bit, like, just like a little step, like, let go of like, just something like just for a little bit. And like, I really believe that like, God notices that he'll be like, wow, she just let go of like her Saturday night, like, I'm going to fill it with a little something (laughs) like, yeah, like, I really believe that God shows up on the other side of like, obedience and just the Mm. smallest thing, like, little things like one little step at a time like just little choices like I'm gonna just like try to go to church on Sunday or like I'm gonna try to like wake up early this morning to just like pray or kind of talk to God or like whatever you know you can do or know how to do or could let go of like just like try it like just try it um and I know like we probably can't even like sell them on it but like it will lead to like there is somebody like yeah. in control of your life and like there's somebody like that knows and sees you and sees your hurt and sees your like how hard it's been for you and how lonely you've been and like just a little bit of like an effort I think will will um yeah be met with a lot of love so yeah yeah I had to go through a friendship swap <laughs> I don't know what else you would call it like where I had to figure out after my first semester of college I just I got just got in this big rut of being who I thought I was supposed to be in college mm. because of what was glamorized about college and yeah. just like the opportunity and the fun and the Hollywood, just like all the things that it makes college out to be that it's totally not. And I got to the end of my first semester and I was like, I am so lonely. I feel like I just fricked up the first <laughs> semester of college. Like I have yeah. no real friends. Yeah. I know like my, my mom's always like, oh, well, my, me and my college friends. And I'm like, I don't see these people being my mm. friends for life. Like – I'm just so confused on why is it not for me what I feel like it is for everyone else. Mm -hmm. And then now that I've graduated and I've gone through all the years and and I have these conversations with people, turns out (laughs) I wasn't the only one feeling that way my first semester. Like everyone else is like, girl, yes, it was a struggle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you have to make all these decisions on your own. You're accountable for yourself unless you make the effort to find accountability elsewhere. It Mm -hmm. is just like, a hot mess express for most people. And so I want people to know like 
it is okay and it is never too late to decide that now is the time to turn and repent 180 degrees and just do something crazy. And so I had some really hard conversations and I don't even think I did it right. So I'm not even going to give advice on that. (laughs) But I had really hard conversations. I remember going to a few different ministries, got involved in some of them truly at first for the accountability, like as as a prideful thing. I was like, I can't do this and that. So Mm If this keeps me accountable and this is where I have to show up, then so be it. Yeah. And it created a discipline in me and then mm. created this desire for more of like, this is the life I want. These are the friends that I need. And this is what has been promised to me. So yeah. that's, so yeah, it's, it's one of those like never too late, just like make that switch. And it might feel really isolating and people might call you crazy because I feel like they did for me. They're like, what the heck, Rachel is so changed. She's such a different person. And like looking back, I think, praise God. Yeah. Like what a testimony was that to them, Ooh. you know, of, wow, holy cow. She was so, I don't know. I hope that they would think this. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> like she was so obedient to like drop these flaky people and yeah. like find true friends that were for her and for yeah. her success and for Jesus, Yeah, which is so, so important. So Ooh. take it from me, friends. <laughs> I so wish that was different. Yeah. And I think that's so good. I was talking with a friend the other day and we were talking about um, just like there, I think there come moments in our life. They're kind of like those crossroad moments. And um, it feels like God's kind of asking you to sacrifice something. And it always reminds me of um, Abraham going to sacrifice Isaac. And you think about that story, like we know now, like what happened on the other side of the sacrifice, like we know like, oh, he was totally good. Like Isaac was going to be able to be picked up off the altar, all was going to be good. But I think we have to remember that Abraham didn't know what was on the other side of the sacrifice. Like we don't get Mm -hmm. to decide the outcome that happens after our sacrifice. Like that truly is what sacrifice is. Like that's what it is. It's like laying something down and saying, Lord, this seems like the hardest thing ever, but I'm going to lay it down. And whatever the outcome is, I'm going to trust you with it. And I think like if it's like a friend group for you or if it's like a relationship for you, if it's like, um, you know, I'm going to I'm going to change the way I've been living. Like you don't get to decide what's on the other outcome of that sacrifice, but you do get to trust and know that like God is going to be good no matter what on the other side. And um, I think like we get that switch in our brain sometimes. We're like, okay, Lord, I'm going to sacrifice this because I know X, Y, and Z will happen on the other side. But that's not how it works. Like we don't know what happens on the other side, but like we do know that we have a good, good father who like will be with us and like will provide. And it might not look how we think it's going to look, but it's like so worth it. I can look back in my life and every time that I sacrificed or surrendered something or laid something down, like it was so worth it on the other side. So worth it. I almost feel too that this is just almost a championing for people that do love Jesus and I feel like are living healthily in college to go and love people well. Yeah. Because there's so many girls that are wanting to make that switch or like wanting to repent and turn away but are so fearful because they don't feel like there's going to be someone to catch them. Mm -hmm. And so if you are that person that you feel like, you know, I mean, I don't know how else to say this, but you feel like you're doing college well or like you have made really great friends or you've gotten plugged into a ministry or maybe you found a great church or maybe you're from the place of where you're going to college and you've got great community. Like, please go and seek out and love those people that feel so isolated and stranded and are maybe making hard but obedient decisions and following Jesus because 
It's up to us as the big C church to welcome those people and to roll out the red carpet and be like, welcome. Like, we're so happy to have you, regardless of what first semester or your first year or your first, I don't know, half of college looked like. Like, you are still so welcome here. So I feel like there's going to be a listener, I feel like, that feels on either side of the spectrum, one that's really craving friendship and one that feels like they've got it down. And so regardless of where you are on the spectrum, like, you have a responsibility, And I hope that they feel kind of champion and spurred on. Like, it's not too late. Like, go love people and choose Jesus every time. It will not return back void. I promise. Yeah. Yeah. I promise. So good. What what is your hope for delight? Like, with all this being said, it feels like you guys are spurring on this so well. And so it's fun to watch it from afar. But what is something that you would want and hope to see with delight? Ooh, we love having these dreamy conversations. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say, I'm all here for the dreams. Yeah, you're just like, ooh, I hope for this and praying for this. And so good. But um, yeah, you know, it's so funny walking with the Lord. I think like every year we plan and then it like is like, honestly, so much better. Like so much better. Even if it's hard, it's like, you know, worth it. (laughs) Like we're just talking about like sacrifice is so worth it and it's so good. And so anyways, um, yeah, I feel like in, on one hand, we're seriously just living day by day and Mac and I get a kick out of it. Like it is seriously so cool. Like honestly, and for anybody who is chasing after dream, just to encourage them to like stay present in the process. Like yeah. it is like yeah. so beautiful. Like, you know, Mac and I are here in Kansas, like not a glamorous place, <laughs> but we like take in every moment, honestly. And um we do do we don't do a lot of things well, but this we do well. <laughs> I think, you know, we landed <laughs> here. We like find the cutest little coffee shop. We're literally just full of joy, but woke up at like 5 a.m. This is probably the cheapest flight. And now we're staying in this <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. random house in the country, but we're like loving it. And, you know, we're going to go to a college campus where there won't be like hundreds of girls. There'll be a room full of like women, but we're not talking like huge, big moments crazy things like we're just doing like the day-to-day live in the small moments and staying present and like Mm -hmm. you know we're gonna stand in front of these like 40 women tonight or however many god brings there but we're gonna like take advantage of it like we're gonna be like listening to the holy spirit and totally speaking to their life and like Mm, not just like pass it through and so i don't know it's like these little moments the day-to-days that we are honestly just like loving and trying to like stay present in and like grow through too because that's how we've grown to where we are today is like through learning like yeah. every single day. Um, and yeah, for the future of Delight, gosh, we have so many dreams. Like our biggest thing is we would love to see Delight on every single college campus. Um, Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and yes. I think it's going to happen. God is just so faithful in that. And we're just speaking into it to, into existence and – yeah, just like just be able to have a place on every college campus where there's groups of women gathering together to pursue um, Jesus and to pursue their faith deeper. So that's our biggest dream. It comes with a lot of other uh, other ones too. But yeah, that's kind of like our focus. We're really trying to stay focused too. I think it's easy to be like, ooh, but our podcaster, like, ooh, but we should write this book or, oh, let's like, I don't know, so many different things we can do. And we 
we do do a little bit bit of that, but we're trying to stay focused and yeah, the big dream. When you were in college, what's something that you wish you would have known or something that someone could have encouraged you in that would have been so good and so timely? Mm, yeah. I think that like there are literally so many things. Like sometimes I wonder, I'm like, oh, I should go back and do college. I'd do it a little differently. Um, even though like yes. God seriously showed up <laughs> in so many ways. And I think that's like a part of the beauty is when God shows up in all of the mess. Um, but I think that one thing Ken's and I talk about a lot, and I think this kind of goes against the flow of just where our culture's at today, um, especially like uh, Southern culture, maybe of just like when you get to college, you just feel this pressure and need to get involved in literally everything. Like I need to be in this and I need to do this and I need to be impressive this way. And I need this internship and like all of this stuff. And I think what ends up happening is we do 10 different things halfway. And, um, yeah, that was me in college. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, me for the first couple of years too. I was like, it's a resume builder. Yeah. And looking back, I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> no, seriously. It's not. And you're just like exhausted and you're tired and you're like halfway plugged into community. You're halfway like getting out of things, what you're supposed to be getting out of it. Like you always just like feel like you're running to like, you're running yourself into the ground. It's exhausting. Mm-hmm. And um, so we always say like, you, I think if I could go back and do college again, like I would put all my eggs in one basket. Like I would literally go so deep in one place, almost so much so that I didn't even have a backup plan that I like didn't even know, you know, if this failed or if this just died tomorrow, like there would be no backup plan. Um, and that's kind of what we did senior year. Ken's and I decided, um, to quit everything but delight. (laughs) So like, I mean, I quit all these like other organizations and clubs I was in. I quit internships. I quit jobs. I quit, um, leadership positions I had on campus and was just like, I'm going to go all into this delight thing. And um, some of that was cool and fun, but a lot of it was not very glamorous and not very cool. Um, and it was so good though, because I think like, I think God honestly probably saw Ken's and I as just like obedience in that and our like almost like willingness to say, hey, Lord, we're all in, even if this fails, even if this like isn't a thing next year, like we're going to give it our all this year. And what was so cool is that literally that year laid the foundation for what delight is today. And so mm-hmm. I wish I could go back and like, I've almost started that journey sooner. And as so many college girls I talked to today, I'm like, yeah, you can go join all 40 million things or like find one or two things and just plug in, like say yes, go all in and just like see what the Lord does with like a full yes rather than 10 half is half yeses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So good. Mac and I, we graduated college like five years ago now. Sometimes mm-hmm. we say four and sometimes we say five. So well, honestly, it changes. I can't remember. I, we graduated in 2015. Anyways, <laughs> but, um, so that would mean it would be four. four. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, but we, um, you know, <laughs> since then, Delight has grown, of course, to almost 150 universities. It's this crazy cool thing. Um, but we had no idea when we were in college that this would happen, obviously. Yeah. Like we weren't psychic and God I mean some people I mean, guess God gives specific dreams and, you know, um revelation to things beforehand. But for us we were just taking it day by day and um made choices like that. And if we were to go back in college too, like I think we would tell ourselves like everything we're doing in these yeah. moments, like these silly like coffee dates, these little meetings together. Um, all the time we said like no to things on the weekends yeah. and the time we spent on, in prayer on our knees, like in worship nights, like actually pursuing this dream that it mattered. 
Um, like it so mattered when we felt like it was like for no reason at all or like because we had no idea but like it mattered every single moment um anytime we carved out for people anytime we showed up like it so mattered so yeah I would say to any college girl too like if like the time they're putting um for others the time they're um on their knees or in the bible or whatever they're doing like it it really matters yeah it's good that's so good on top of that I would say that um (laughs) that because it matters also keep in mind that college is not end game like it is not about college it is a piece of the puzzle Mm -hmm. and if we do it well then like it will be a super fun time and hopefully foundation was laid there but like just like anything nothing is end game except heaven Mm -hmm. so like having an eternal perspective I feel like totally would have changed my college experience I think I would have done things differently I think I would have been more bold in my relationships, who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? <laughs> like, shoulda, woulda, coulda. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna do it well today. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, guys, I am so pumped because I feel like we have so many college listeners that I think there's so many gold nuggets they were able to pull from this, or I was able to pull from this. So we talk about like, dang, it would have been so fun to go back and relive. I'm like, especially if I had this conversation to listen to. <laughs> so thank you. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for loving our girls well. Um, before we go, I'm sure you guys have all the fun things. So I want to make sure that we share this. We, we love asking our guests, what is something that you're loving these days? It can be like a song, a book, a recipe, like a product, like something that you just want to share with people because you love it so much. Oh, I am ready. I am ready. Oh my gosh, she's ready. <laughs> and so me this other day, I was yeah. talking about this this thing that I love and she was like, you need to start telling more people about this. Oh like, I feel gosh, like you can yes. be the one to get this out there. And I was like, give me the mic. I'm ready to go. Okay. So I recently found this TV show and it is not on Netflix or anything like that. It is actually on this um, network called it's slipping my mind, the network, but you can Google the TV show. I can't remember the network right now. This is so bad. Um, but you can Google the TV show. It's called The Chosen, and it's all about the life of okay. Jesus, but not lame. I know you're probably sitting there rolling your eyes at me right now, like a TV <laughs> show about Jesus, like what, lame, or not lame, but you know what I mean? Like most of them are pretty like Hollywoodified. Yeah. And just, it feels like History Channel, and you're like, yeah, uh, you're like, you know. no, I'm not into that. But like, seriously, I cry and I'm not a crier. I cry every episode. There's only four episodes right now. It's fan funded. So Hollywood has nothing to do with it. So like it is the truth of the gospel, but then also they kind of give you background on people like Peter and Mary, like these characters that you've read about a million times, but you don't think about how they were real people who had real stories and like had a desperate need for Jesus when they met him and they encountered him. And so it kind of fills in some details in a like just beautiful way. And I have seen every episode maybe about four or five times now. And it's so good. It's so good. You got to go watch. The first episode mm-hmm. is free on YouTube and just Google The Chosen first full episode and you'll find it. It's amazing. Oh my goodness. I'm so about this. I love like any kind of like I don't know. I'm all about film and pictures and making things come to life. And yes. so if there's something like that for the Bible that's easy to watch, I'm so there for it. Like the East, like around Easter time, they'll do like a 
Jesus special on History Channel, mm-hmm. and that one is really good. Ooh. But sometimes I'll have like other random ones showing, and I'm like, gosh, yeah, not fun. Yeah, and this one like really, I'm like, is... he's way more fun than y'all are making him look. Yes, come on, and that's why I love it. It's like number one, he actually looks like what Jesus would have looked like. He's not like you know, just like the white version of Jesus. He like actually looks like he lived in that time period, Middle Eastern. lived in that place. He looks Middle yeah. Eastern, yes. And secondly, like, he's cool. Like, literally, like, when people say stupid, dumb things, he just, like, <laughs> smiles and laughs. Because, like, honestly, when I feel like when Jesus, like, when we say things that are just ridiculous, I feel like he, like, so meets us in that and is, like, I love it. But, like, yeah. also there's more for you. So it's just really cool. I love it. So watch it. And then you got to let me know if you watch it, Rachel, if you like it. So, <laughs> Oh, I will so let you know. I'm, like, I know what I'm watching tonight. Yes. After dinner. <laughs> yeah. I haven't listened to it yet, but every time she talks about it, I'm like, what am I doing? Why haven't I? Maybe tonight we should watch. <laughs> I know. How long does it take to get through? The first episode's like an hour. The middle two are like 30 minutes, and then the next one's like an hour. And oh, there wow. are going to be four more episodes for season one. I follow them on Instagram, and they finish filming them coming soon. So. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, I will also say one other thing. We're not referencing any um fun products, but this they're both kind of serious. But this is a devotional that Mac and I mutually love. If you are like super hungry to just like know more of the Bible and for it to make more sense to you, I don't know about um everybody out there, but like the Bible can for me often was like very intimidating and like I was like oh my gosh I'm never gonna understand it I'm just gonna keep opening random pages and try to like process this until I read Seamless it's called Seamless and it is so good it is like um it's just an incredible devotional book and so worth your time um so yeah Amazing. Okay, y'all are the second person to recommend Seamless to me, like within a week. So uh, I'm ordering it on Amazon. It's so like, right good. After yes, you're you gonna to. love it. Like it's seriously, it it weaves like the whole story of the Bible together and brings it to life. Brings like, it to really life. life. Yeah. And then when you when you finish and you go back and you like go back to your Bible, you're like you feel so much more knowledgeable and so much more like things just you read it differently. So it's super powerful. Between the chosen and seamless, <laughs> you will be hype on Jesus. <laughs> yes. Okay, wait. Well, okay, I have a third. I rarely, rarely talk about what I'm loving. So this is so weird for me. Okay. <laughs> I feel yes. like I'm like mooching Bring on y'all's episode. No. Okay. But something to go off of this. So if someone's listening and they're like, oh, seamless, the chosen, absolutely. Also add Women of the Word by Jen oh, Wilkin. It's okay. so good. It goes along with Seamless, it sounds like, because she talks about how do you study your Bible? Like, so Seamless seems more of like context, but then Women of the Word is almost like a framework for your heart. Like, you don't go into your quiet time to get to know yourself. You get into quiet time to know the character of God. And so she almost just like reframes, like, why are we supposed to take the word so seriously? And it's so good. So if someone's wanting to add some books to your bookshelf – to just get hype on Jesus, Woman of the Word should be one of them too. Yes. I feel like we talk about this almost every show, but in case this is someone's first episode of BTB, there you go. Oh, I you love it. Welcome. I love it. I love resources. Like it's the best. It really does make a difference. So yeah. that's such a good question. Yeah, I love doing that too. It's like probably selfishly because I'm like always ordering the things people are recommending. <laughs> so my hair is better for it. My bookshelves are better for it. <laughs> my husband loves the meals. It's fine. Oh, so it's I more for it. me. I but I'm it. so grateful y'all shared that. Yeah. 
Well, I cannot thank you enough for just all the wisdom and the fun and energy you brought. I just think that I really hope and pray that girls are leaving here saying like, yes and amen. I am ready to just go march and do do really cool, bold, and obedient things yeah. on my campus. So, so good. thank you. Yes, and I would say too, if you're a college girl and you're listening to this, like we have so like chapters on over 140 college campuses, and you can go to our website and see if we have one at your school. And like plugging into a delight is such a good way to like say yes to Jesus. And then also, we're always yes. looking for women to start delights. And so, like if you're craving community, you could be the one to like provide a space and a home for other women on your campus to like step into true Jesus community too. So let us know. All the deets are on our website. So yeah, just wanted to throw that in there too. Exciting. No, I'm so glad you did. Where can people find you online or if they wanted to keep up with Delight? Where can we just like find and listen and read all the things? Yes. Um, our Instagram is Delight Ministries. And then our website is delightministries.com. If you wanted to start a Delight chapter, it's delightministries.com slash start a delight. And then if you wanted to find a chapter to see if it's at your university, it's delightministries.com slash find a delight. So pretty simple yeah amazing. and yes. also our podcast oh, yep <laughs> is um for the girl and you can find that on all platforms yes and it's basically us just ranting on for forever and talking about all the things we love and the things god's talking to us about so it's a lot of fun yes i love it podcast sisters for love yes. i love it so much. <laughs> when you find a podcast person you're like you know. You know. You know. It's so you true. Know. It's so true. <laughs> it is the wild, wild west out here. So I feel like we're fellow like randos in yes. this odd space. So it I'm just is. so thankful for other friends. I always think that I'm like, you literally put out a podcast and there's no comment section or anything. So you're like, well, I hope people like yeah. it, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Right. <laughs> That's my shameless plug for like, please rate and subscribe. Thank you. Yes, go rate and subscribe. <laughs> That's like the only it way you matters. know. Please rate behind the list right now. Yeah. Yes, do it. Oh my gosh. And, and for the girls. So <laughs> yeah. Well, y'all rock. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. Thank, Thank you. And all the college girls said, amen. Oh, I am sending this episode to so many of my friends that are in college now. I hope they find it helpful and I hope that you did too. If you are interested in a Delight community and being a part of a Delight chapter on your campus, go ahead over to delightministries.com, like Mac and Ken said, and get involved. Or if your campus does not have a Delight Ministries, you could be the person that starts it all. You can also find that at delightministries.com or head over to our show notes at behindtheblisspodcast.com to see all the links and things that we talked about today. If you want more about the conversations that we had today, then go to For The Girl Podcast over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and all the other places you can find podcasts to hear more from Mac and Kins. And while you're at it, if you're loving their podcast and you're loving this one, we would love if you left a review. Like we said earlier in the episode, reviews just give us an idea of what you're loving. It's the feedback that we all need over here in the podcast world. We don't get likes, we don't get comments. So your feedback and your rates and reviews are truly the only feedback we get. And we would love if you left yours. To do that, head over to Apple Podcasts, simply click a star rating from one to five and a few words if you'd like. Tomorrow, the Behind the Bliss team heads to South Carolina for our two South Carolina shows on our fall live tour, Greenville and Columbia. Tomorrow night is Greenville's show and Friday night is Columbia's. So if you are in the surrounding areas or in South Carolina or North Carolina and you want to make the trip, 
then go ahead and purchase your ticket today. Since you're listening, you can use the code last minute for a small discount off of your ticket. If you're coming, we cannot wait to see you there and hug your neck and have a great time with you. We are so grateful for your support and encouragement by listening, sending us sweet messages, and showing up at these events. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time.